Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we're going to be discussing how to become a Disney princess. Ooh, I already am one, so it's fine. Hair flip. Are you, though? Once you see some of this criteria, it is not as easy as you think. But before we get into that, let's cover the Disney news of the week. So let's start with movie news. So this past week, the trailer for the live-action Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie came out. And I have to say, definitely was not what I was expecting uh, from this movie in terms of the animation style, what the story seems to be. I mean, they seem to be pulling in like every animated Disney character ever. I don't really have a great feel on even the plot of this thing, but it definitely was not what I was expecting to see from this Rescue Rangers movie. Definitely not. I like John Mulaney. I don't think his voice matches. Um, It doesn't sound good coming out of a chipmunk's mouth. Also... Not a big fan of Dale's animation. I don't like his, like, I mean, I thought that the joke was funny that he got whatever, like, the 3D. Uh, yeah, part of it's 2D animation. Plastic surgery yeah, or whatever. Yeah, part of it's 2D, part of it's 3D. They're in the real world. There's just a lot going on. And, like, and Dale has blue eyes suddenly now. Uh, like, it's just cer- certain things that, that it's just, like, I don't know. I, they just were weird. And I wasn't expecting, I'm with you on this. I don't think that, it could be great, but I, I don't know. I just don't know what to expect. The trailer threw me. Yeah, it, it definitely threw me too. Uh, movie comes out this summer, interested in seeing it. But yeah, definitely just not sure where they're going with this. Just not, really did not expect that from the trailer. Um, so I was expecting them to be uh, more like the 3D, more like live action. But whenever there was that 2D animation in it, it, it kind of threw me off. I'm like, what, what's going on here? But I'm sure the movie will explain it more. So uh, Disney also announced this week that they've made enhancements to the My Disney Experience app. So you can now provide cast compliments directly within the app. So for those of you uh, who travel to the parks frequently, uh, you may be aware you can, you know, Disney always accepts uh, cast compliments. So if a cast member goes above and beyond, they do something special to, to make your day. Definitely, you know, be sure to pass those compliments along um, before you kind of had to do it through customer service or send an email or something. Um, but now Disney has built it into the app. So if you're in the My Disney Experience app, you can search for cast compliments and then you can leave uh, a compliment for uh, what was the day, where were you, kind of what happened. Um, so definitely. If you're in the parks and again a cast member you know does a great job, definitely be sure to leave a compliment so that you know they kind of get noticed for that because it, it's a you know kind of nice thing to, to pass along. This was such a great idea because you know a lot of times when you get great customer service, you want so badly to give that person great feedback, but life gets to you and sometimes you know you get busy and then you don't make the phone call or don't find out how to actually kind of pay it forward to that person. So. Disney doing this, making it easier for you to do that is such a great idea and will allow you to, you know, give somebody the props easier for something that they did. Definitely. And you don't even have to remember their name. I mean, everybody wears a name tag. So, you know, you can at least, you know, know their first name. But the way it's set up is even if you don't remember their name, you kind of put the location you were. So the restaurant or the, you know, the area of the park you were in, the attraction and the time and the day. So even if you don't know the specific cast member, Disney's going to know who was working those shifts. So it's still going to go back that, hey, somebody on that team did a good job. They're going to get noticed for that. So even if you don't necessarily remember the specific cast member's name, you at least are kind of giving props to the people working that day. 
Right. I mean, it would ha- it, it would be great for morale, I'm sure, there and just kind of keeping people chipper and excited. I mean, anybody who's at work and gets a compliment from one of their bosses or a compliment from a guest, they know, or not a guest, we don't all work at Disney, but from somebody they work with, you know how much that can really turn your day around. All right. And then the big news this week is that Disney announced they are building neighborhoods potentially <laughs> all across the country so that you can live in the Disney magic all the time. So they announced that it's going to be called Story Living uh, by Disney. And the first one is going to be a community called Cotino in the Rancho Mirage area in California. It's actually near where Walt owned a home. So that's kind of why they're starting. But the press release made it sound like this is kind of Disney's plan to, to roll these things out across the country. You know, immediately this kind of throws back to Walt's original vision for Epcot, that being an actual community, a place people could actually live. You know, that became a theme park, but Disney did build Celebration. Celebration. They built Golden Oaks, which, you know, I don't think Disney's involved in Celebration anymore. So they built it. They kind of ran it for a while, but I don't think they're involved on it anymore. So it's interesting that they're now talking about these communities. What's also interesting is that Disney is not developing or building or selling any of the homes in these (laughs) communities. Um, So when you kind of read the fine print, some other companies actually doing all of the work. It seems like Disney's kind of putting their name on this. The Imagineers are going to help design it. And then it sounds like they're going to kind of run it after the fact. So there's going to be a lagoon with a beach and there's going to be, you know, nighttime shows that those will all be run by Disney cast members. But the actual, you know, building and, you know, selling of the homes and everything will not be run by Disney. So, I mean, this brings up a lot of questions. My initial thought was, is Disney spreading themselves too thin? Like, why are you trying to go into <laughs> residential housing markets uh, and kind of build that? Because that's going to take a lot of money and that could potentially pull away from other areas of the company. But then you find out, well, they're not actually the ones building it or anything. So it seems like maybe there's not as much financial risk there, but brings up a lot of questions of, of what this is actually ultimately going to become. I mean, Disney does seem to love a licensing deal. And when you think about it, this is essentially what they're doing is they are licensing out their name for homes instead of like just merchandise. But then they will kind of push in some of their entertainment to, you know, make it more Disney, like Disney-fied. I will say when you sent me that text message this week, I said, sign me up. I want to be in the retirement community. Well, that's the thing. And I think this is where they're going and and we've kind of heard rumors of this in the past but they mentioned that one of the communities in this space is going to be for 55 plus uh, living and I think this may be where Disney wants to head in the future because again there, there's been no pricing there's no real details I mean this is so early I wouldn't be surprised if half of it got canceled down the road you know <laughs> it doesn't fully get built to be quite honest but they did specifically mention a 55 plus community area. And I think this may be what Disney's most interested in because there is a whole generation who is nearing retirement, going into retirement, that grew up on Disney. You know, they have you know, they have you as a kid. They have, you know, young adults now with the theme parks and everything. That last market is, hey, when you hit retirement age, retire to a Disney community. So I think this may be the sign of the future that if that does well, you could see Disney retirement communities popping up. And then you just hang out with Mickey and friends 
uh, in your golden years. And a couple of weeks ago, we joked about a Disney dating app. This isn't a dating app, but this is a way for you to find other Disney lovers and live around them so that you can potentially find, you know, matches and people and friends in your age group that love Disney as much as you do. So I think that this is them hearing us and immediately developing it and turning it around within like a couple weeks. Yeah, within a, yeah, within a day or two. You know, I mean, <laughs> you, you mentioned, hey, sign me up. You'd want to live there. I don't know that I would want to. Like one, I think it's going to be super expensive. There's already a lot of oh, jokes yeah. on on the internet. People are making jokes that you're going to need reservations to do anything. You're going to need to get your Genie Plus app, you know, to kind of get, <laughs> you know, an early access to dinner and all that sort of stuff. And they're going to you know, make you pay for fast passes and things and, you know, kind of all, all those jokes, but they have different roads. There's the commoner road and then there's the, the fast yeah, pass you get road. Genie plus you get, you get to places quicker, but I mean, so I, I think it's going to be very expensive again. Who knows how this turns out? Disney probably, I mean, they could walk away from it at any time. So you could be buying into something that then Disney doesn't run in the future. You know I mean? There's right. really nothing like long-term to lock them in there. So I don't know that it's like, a community you'd want to live in because maybe, uh, yeah, as a, again, as a retirement community, but I think as just kind of your normal day-to-day life, it's really not going to be, I think, a place you'd want to live. They mentioned that there's not going to be any rental properties there, so maybe they limit out, like, if you can rent out your property, so even as, like, a vacation home. Like, it just, it seems odd, and I, I'm just interested to see what happens here, but I don't know personally that it would be something I would want to go live in. I feel like somewhere in the contract, there has to be something saying that Disney is going to run it for X number of years. I mean, I feel like when you buy in, there there has to be a clause in there that they are going to be involved because otherwise you're right. I would, there's no way I would buy it at a premium because it's Disney if they can pull out next year. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's so new. There's, there's very little information, but you know, if you look at the number of projects that have been announced for theme parks that just fell off due to budget cuts. I'm going to wait to see till this actually starts getting built before I really right. even believe it's going to fully happen in the scale. And they're talking about building a giant lagoon in the middle of you know the California desert. I mean, it's, it's a pretty grand scale that they're trying to go for. So I would be surprised if all of that comes to fruition as they kind of planned it. But we'll see. But yeah, I'm definitely not going to be you know, somebody putting my deposit down uh, to, you know, to move in right away. And, you know, as we talked about with the Disney ski resort and issues with, you know, people with environmentalists. Yeah, it's not a done deal. Yeah, yeah. And like how people didn't like that idea. I mean, that water, they're trying to talk about, you know, creating a lagoon. That water has to come from somewhere. Getting that water there is going to require a lot of energy. And Disney's probably going to come under fire for that. Yeah, that's a good point. And again, maybe that's why they're not technically the ones building it. You know, they're just kind of helping design it. So they can avoid some of that stuff, and you know, it's a, you bring up the the ski resort. It's a good point. And if you're you know unfamiliar with the Planet Ski Resort, uh, Disney was going to build. Go check out that episode. Uh, we did that a few months ago, but but that thing went for decades that they were talking about building right. it. And so yeah, maybe maybe Disney learned some lessons that you know they shouldn't be running Mineral point. King. I, Mi- I remember yep, the yep. name of it now. <laughs> yeah, Mineral King. But maybe Disney did learn some lessons that hey, they shouldn't be running point on this. Let somebody else be the developer. We'll just kind of lend Imagineering to it. We'll lend our name to it. But let somebody else deal with all the headaches and the regulations of actually getting this thing built. These things always take a long time to build and to develop. Uh, yeah, and with this you know, ski resort, again, it went on for decades. So uh, that's a good point. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but that definitely was somewhat of a shock. It kind of came out of nowhere 
uh, you know, this week that Disney uh, was planning out these neighborhoods. All right, so on to our main topic. So discussing the Disney Princess franchise, and, and I want to give a shout out to kind of the resources I use to pull a lot of this information together. So there's a, actually a wiki, a Disney Princess wiki. So I got a lot of things uh, from there. Wiki, wiki. The Disney Princess uh, official website. And the Super Carlin Brothers actually have a, a couple videos around how to become a Disney princess and stuff as well that I watch. So uh, if you're not familiar with them, they do a lot of Disney theories and things over on YouTube. Uh, check them out as well. So I, I kind of brought this up because with uh, Rye coming out and Encanto, there's been a lot of talk that Rye is now Disney princess and uh, Mirabelle, could she be the first Disney princess with glasses and all this stuff. And there's, there's even like, I don't I want to say controversy because like the Disney princess wiki actually lists Raya and Mirabelle as Disney princesses, but I haven't seen anything official from Disney that they are Disney princesses. And like the more I got into it, you would think, okay, how do you be a Disney princess? Well, you're just a princess in a Disney movie. Like, yeah, Cinderella, everybody, like they're, they're princesses. It's easy. But the more you get into it, it's like this like huge government conspiracy almost of like how to become a princess and who's a princess. This is my kind of conspiracy theory right it there, is. though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is like the good kind of conspiracy theory that like the more you like go into it and understand how Disney princesses started and who actually is a princess, you realize... It's it's more just people in Disney kind of deciding, hey, let's make this person a princess. It'll sell some merch versus like any real true like you're a princess. So now you're an official Disney princess. Like it, it's more or less just like people I feel like just changing their minds and like, oh, we made up rules, but now we're going to throw those rules out the window because this person needs to fit in and we want to add them so we can sell some merch. Right. You know, and so it's it's kind of crazy, like whenever you dig into it more. So I thought it would be interesting to kind of go into this, give a little bit of the background and maybe talk about who do we think maybe should be a princess that isn't, who is one that maybe shouldn't be, uh, and kind of things like that. Well, really interesting. You know, you brought up Mirabelle online on a couple different things that I've looked at. When they bring up Encanto and Encanto merch, there are so many women and people in the comments not looking for more Mirabelle merch but looking for more louisa merch tons of people connect with and love louisa i'm one of them um so i just think that it's really interesting maybe not mirabelle maybe they should make a secondary character which i know you're going to get into in a second a disney princess because they could sell a lot of louisa merch yeah and and we'll get into it because you know part of it is also that you can't be too popular so the fact that Encanto is kind of blowing up may actually hinder any of them becoming disney princesses again it's It gets very convoluted and confusing. Yes, it does. But let's get into a little bit of the backstory. So the Disney princess line and the whole idea of this was started in the 1990s. And it was really all about money. I mean, (laughs) surprise. All about the Benjamins. Surprise. (laughs) So uh, consumer products chairman Andy Mooney, and I believe he came from Nike. I believe he was originally with Nike. He was an executive over there. He came to Disney. He's the one that actually created this because... Uh, you know, he saw the princesses. I think he was at like a, a Disney on Ice thing, and he decided, hey, if we make a separate line, we can market the princesses as a whole Disney princess line. And so now we can have Disney princess toys, and that way we can sell them as like official Disney princesses. There's some some part of my brain that that is like kind of screaming that yeah, he went to this Disney princess on ice thing, and I feel like he saw all the little girls dressed up as the Disney princesses, and he recognized that that's an area that they really connect with. So that's kind of what spurred that on. It's kind of the same way Bob Iger was. I at- might have made that up though. No, I'm pretty sure that it was something like that because the same way kind of Bob Iger was at 
Hong Kong Disneyland opening and realizing the parade, all the characters were Pixar characters and none of them are Disney. And so he's like, we need to buy Pixar. Disney doesn't resonate the same way around the world as Pixar does. But yeah, so they created the, the Disney Princess line. It was originally about toys. It has now grown to like be just a multi-billion dollar empire. They have books now. The Dis- like Disney Princess have their own book series of stories they do. I There's- bought one. I literally have one. We don't have a child, but it's a storybook for little girls about Disney princesses. Yeah, so children's books, you know, young adult, all, all sort of books. There's a clothing line. They now have wedding gowns based on the Disney princesses. So yes, it has become a, a huge thing. It is super successful. Jewelry. Yeah, just everything. It's just like a whole conglomerate full of stuff based on the Disney princesses. The original lineup uh, was not the lineup we have today, but the original lineup was Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, Ariel, Belle, Jasmine, Pocahontas, Mulan. And this is where it changed a little bit. We also had Esmeralda and Tinkerbell. So they were in the Hmm. original lineup. And one interesting thing about this is that all the Disney princesses are together. They're all princesses, but they never make eye contact with each other in any marketing and they never have any like cross promotion. The only time I think they've ever been together, not in the parks or in the parades together, but the only time they've officially ever been together is in Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. And that's their digital versions of themselves, not their actual versions. But they're not allowed to make eye contact because they want to keep the individual mythologies intact. This is like the crazy, this is what I'm talking about. Like it's conspiracy level stuff. Yeah, that it's like, okay, we're going to have these princesses. We're going to market them together as a group of princesses, but none of the other princesses can know about any anybody else. If they look at each other, there's too, that's too much of a crossover. They can. It's, it's they, like they're ghosts. They're all ghosts to one another. They can't see each other. Yeah, they can never make eye contact because if Snow White and Cinderella lock eyes, the Disney multiverse will collapse on itself. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's these crazy rules uh, and have everything. But yeah, it's it's this type of like crazy stuff that they have set up here on this. But I think it's interesting that they had originally Esmeralda and Tinkerbell I, as Disney princesses. I kind of want to know what those two did, like what rules they broke to get kicked out. Like what did, did they, did Esmeralda like s- steal something she wasn't supposed to or did Tinkerbell, f- I don't know, like break flight laws or something and then she got kicked out of the princesses? I heard they looked at one of the other princesses. They probably looked at they, each other. They made, and then they, got they made eye contact and they kicked yep, them out. Yep, and that's why. No, so actually they kicked Tinkerbell out because she went on to star in her own series. So she went on to star in the, the Disney Fairies series. And I believe with her and also Esmeralda, they pulled them out because they weren't a right fit for the mythology of the Disney princesses. So, you know, part of this is, and this kind of gets into the criteria. Like, how do you actually become a Disney princess? What does it mean to be a Disney princess? So part of it is about, you know, actually being a princess, being royalty, and we'll kind of get into this. But but also part of it is, too, of like, do you fit the mold of what they're trying to sell in this princess line? So, you know, if you look at Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, a lot of those original princesses, they're very, like, regal. They're very, you know, they, they wear, like, the fancy gowns and dresses. And even Belle and Jasmine and all of them do. Now, when you get to, like, Mulan, Pocahontas, they start to break the mold a little bit. But, like, Esmeralda really doesn't fit that princess mold. Tinkerbell Mm-mm. doesn't quite fit it either. So, I mean, if you think about it, Mulan doesn't either, but this is when you kind of get into, again, like those criteria and how they kind of stretched them to, to include Mulan because so many, and again, I think it's because so many young girls connect with Mulan on a much higher level than say like a Cinderella. No, exactly. And, and we'll get into this. Why 
some other potential princesses maybe aren't princesses. And again, it's because they don't necessarily fit that mythology. But so I think that's why they pulled out Esmeralda. Tinkerbell went on to star in her own series. And so that's why they kind of pulled her out as well. But again, it's interesting when you can just, you know, people think, oh, the princesses are the princesses. But then it's like, oh, well, you could, they just, they randomly get rid of people and add people. <laughs> so it's like, how much of this really is like real? And how they, much of this is just like, oh, we're going to shake things up. They pull them into the office and fire them secretly. And then they sulk away. Yeah, how's that going to be like? Esmeralda, we saw you lock eyes with Snow White. You can't look at each other. You didn't gaze I'm off into you, the distance. I'm telling you, it was with Tinkerbell. Oh, yeah, they looked, Those two yeah, got each other kicked right. out. That's true. I think that maybe <laughs> they did. So the the criteria, and again, I think this is like about as fluid as anything could be because this is the criteria as it is now until they get a princess that doesn't fit this role, which I'll, I'll bring up a point where I think this may change dramatically just based on the way Disney's heading. So kind of the, the current criteria is you have to be a central role in an animated film. So that's why somebody like Elena of Avalon, who's just on TV, is not a Disney princess. Uh, you have to be a human or a humanoid appearance. So they had that kind of for Tinkerbell because she has a humanoid appearance, but that's why somebody like Nala isn't included. Um, you should not be the star of a sequel. And so this is to kind of keep people that got originated in a sequel from becoming a princess so like ariel has a daughter but she's in like the little mermaid 2 and all the sequels so she's not eligible to be a princess because they want somebody in the original movie uh to be included none of those like little 90s spinoffs exactly exactly uh you have to be royal by birth or marriage or do a heroic deed so this is where <coughs> mulan this is where mulan gets in and this is <laughs> this is the thing it's kind of like a goldilocks situation so your movie has to be good, but not too good. <laughs> so if your movie flops at the box office, they're not going to include you because they don't want you to taint the Disney princess name. But your movie also can't be so good, and this is where we get into the Frozen conundrum, that it's so good that you're your own franchise on yourself, so you're not the Disney princesses. So the Disney princesses are kind of like, you did good at the movies, and you also, you also have to have mass appeal. So you did good at the movies, people like you, but you maybe didn't do good enough to have your own whole franchise and toy line and everything. And so either, you're not and, like a mega influencer. You're just a, you know, exactly. just a casual influencer. Exactly. Every now and then you get sent some, you know, some free products, but it's not like Nike's contacting you or, or, you know, these big businesses like, and you're not advertising it's for a them. a way to put it for the kids. You're not a <laughs> mega influencer. You're just, you know, you maybe have a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. You don't have 10 million. Exactly. That's, that's a good point. That's, yes. There you go. Maybe Thank a million, you. maybe a hundred thousand is too low. If you got a hundred thousand, you're not in. You got a million. Mm. You're good. You got 10 million. That's too much. It is what happened with Frozen because, you know, people wondered, hey, why aren't Anna and Elsa princesses? They're queens now. Yeah, I was going to say. They're queens. But yes, after, queen. But after the first one, they, you know, they're princesses. Why aren't they Disney princesses? And it's because their movie did too good. So they were too successful on their own that they didn't need to be part of the Disney princess franchise in order to boost their appeal or to sell merch they could just be themselves and just kind of you know sell whatever they need to sell but again i this is a very fluid thing because you know you go to the parks and as you mentioned 
they they have a princess's float. Elena of Avalon is on it. So are Anna and Elsa. Like so they do kind of and this is I think, you know, part of the point of what you're talking about is they kind of do whatever they want, but this princesses thing is really just again, it's it's a marketing thing. It's to sell dolls and and outfits and things to little girls. Um, and try to boost the real estate of some of these older princesses like Cinderella that could potentially fall, you know, out of the public eye and out of favor because their their movies are really old. Yeah. But, you know, kind of talking in terms of like influencers again. So, you know, Anna and Elsa are like the mega influencers. And I feel like the princesses are kind of like, hey, do you mind like showing up on our stories occasionally? <laughs> because if you go to the Disney princess website, the official Disney princess website, and you look at they have all the princesses listed. Anna and Elsa are on the website and there's frozen stuff on the website, but yet Disney has never officially made them princesses. So again, this is just like, we don't want to make them official princesses, but they're really popular. So we're going to like make people think they're princesses to make all the other princesses seem cooler. So it's like really weird that they're included, but yet they're not really included. And the other thing that I think is really interesting is that there's the American lineup of Disney princesses, but then there's also a Japanese lineup and it has less princesses. So there's only seven in Japan. Yeah. So the, so let's talk the current lineup. So the current lineup uh, in the U.S. is uh, Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, Ariel, Belle, Jasmine, Pocahontas, Mulan. So from the original lineup, we lost Esmeralda and Tinkerbell, but then we added Tiana, Rapunzel, Merida, who's the only one from Pixar, and Moana. And then you're right, in, in Japan, there's only seven over there. And those are Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, Ariel, Belle, Jasmine, and Rapunzel. So I think it's really interesting. So if you kind of were taking note there, the ones that were lacking are Pocahontas, Mulan, Tiana, Moana, and Merida. So it is it is interesting because, again, like a lot of your most of their princesses are, are white women. I mean, they're just straight up white women. They actually cut a lot of the ones that are different ethnicities plus Merida. Yeah, you do have Jasmine in there, but but you're right. A lot of the other ones yeah, uh, aren't. So, But yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah, so you have two different lineups depending on where you are. But so that's the current US lineup. Again, Anna and Elsa are kind of included in everything except being officially named <laughs> Disney princesses. And again, we're starting to see Raya pop up on some sites. People are starting to refer to her as a Disney princess. Uh, Mirabelle is starting to kind of pop up as well. But yet, it does not appear that they're official Disney princesses. They probably will. I do think they fit the criteria. They were in an animated film. They're human. Uh, they're royalty. They've done some sort of heroic deed. Yeah, if you think about it, Mir Mirabelle does, has both. Because she's not royalty, but her talent... Like her family runs the town. So they're like the royalty of that town. Yeah. I would say, I would say Mirabelle is kind of iffy. I could see Rye definitely getting in. Rye definitely I think, is. I think she fits the bill. Mirabelle, I don't know that her deed was that heroic. I mean, she, she helped her family, <laughs> but it wasn't like, she brought the miracle back, but it wasn't like everybody was going to die. I mean, really like, yes, she, she brought the miracle back. She brought the family together, but was it like they were all going to go die if they weren't super powered anymore? True. I mean, they could have lived normal lives and been happy. Well, a lot I, of them might've been happy not having powers. I think that part of the, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong here, but it's that their town depends on their family and their, the family's powers because that the town seems like it is like cut off 
from the rest of society. So because of that, it's maybe it'd be a blessing then to not be cut off. Grandma might have been keeping them cut off from the world. They could all have iPhones right now if it wasn't for grandma. (laughs) You know what? I think I would maybe go back to a time without iPhones because, because yeah, that's right. She she definitely, she definitely helped the town. But again, I think the town could have been okay without the me. I mean, like they were essentially superheroes, but it wasn't like sure. Louisa helped because she was really strong, but Isabella, it wasn't like she, I never saw her like growing crops or anything. You know? Which is, which is, a, in, yeah, that's an interesting point. I mean, she could grow anything she wanted. She could probably solve the food sor- shortage at like all over the world. Just like, vroom, vroom. that would be a lot of pressure for her. But yeah, I, I, I never thought of that. That's so good. Yeah. Cause it's plants. It's not just flowers. Right. Yeah. It's all, it's all plants. So I'm just saying, so I think Mirabelle is iffy. I don't know that what she did was heroic enough, but who knows? Again, Disney changes Disagree. these roles. I think she could be included and they might just throw her in there without even making her an official princess because Disney just does whatever they want. But the one thing, and this is where I think this is going to change how Disney markets this and the rules to have, because the, the number one rule I read is you must be a central role in an animated film. And it's always been, you have to be a theatrical release film. So that's why we talk about Elena of Avalon, a TV show does not get in. But now as we Streaming. have talked, a lot of stuff's not coming out in theaters anymore. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff is coming straight to Disney Plus, but it's made by the animated film division studio. So I really think as Disney's moving towards this, it'll be interesting to see if they consider Disney Plus specific releases as a qualification for becoming a princess. Because then also, how do you judge if you're successful but not too successful? Because you don't have box office numbers. Well, right. I mean, it, it is the qualification is a central role in an animated film. You can still have a film that just doesn't go to theaters. So I, I think that that is kind of flexible in that respect. Yeah, but it's always it's always been theaters because even like when they did the '90s, like the direct to film movies. And again, I think that's one of, also one of the reasons why they didn't have like sequels involved in that because most of those were like direct to VHS. It's crazy to say VHS, but there were VHS tapes back then. <laughs> you know, direct to VHS sequels that they wanted to make it that you could gauge some level of success, that it was something out in the theaters. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you can call it a film on Disney plus, but it'll be interesting to see if they come out with an original movie on Disney plus that does well, that's not in theaters. If they make that character a princess. I do think it's, it's interesting because I think that Disney also, because they see the princesses as like a cash cow, I almost, unless going to theater just ceases to become lucrative in any way, shape, or form, I don't see them withholding a Disney princess film from the theaters because, again, they they recognize that here's the princess and princesses are great for little girls and they love to do it and this is our opportunity um, or like love to dress up as them and this is our opportunity to make some more money. That's an interesting kind of thought. Yeah, and I guess we will see with Raya because Raya was Disney Plus Premium Access. So, you know, it was a film that was intended to be released theatrically. It wasn't. So I think they could still say, hey, this was a film. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see yeah, what, what happens here. 
you know, going forward, how, how Disney Plus kind of plays into this. I do think Disney is missing an opportunity not letting them interact. I think that Wreck-It Ralph... And, was incredible. Yeah, the Wreck-It Ralph everyone's too. favorite scene. Yeah, and people were pushing, like, make a movie about them. Like, make a Disney princess movie. And so if Disney does that, they're going to have to break their rule that their you know mythologies don't interact. I guess they could do it again in that Wreck-It Ralph style. Well, this is just digital copies of them right, and not exactly. the real version of them because they're going to have to get technical you know yeah. about that so that they they don't make eye contact but wouldn't that be cool to make a whole movie they never look at each other though that sounds they just they always stand in a circle with their backs to each other hey how are you i'm, I'm doing good how are you <laughs> that way they, they never see each other but but yeah i i do think they're they're missing opportunity they're not making uh, a disney princess movie with all of them in well, it. well yeah the time periods definitely messes it up because they're not all occurring at the same time and I don't know. I, I guess uh, unless they're all immortal, and then this then becomes a vampire story. Vampire all princess. of the Disney princesses are it's like vampires. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, Disney princess vampires. <laughs> you know, I, I I could see this too. You know, speaking of Disney Plus, a anthology series about the princesses, where it's you know a, a multi episode, not a movie, but it's like a multi episode series that, in the same way, people are kind of constant talking about like Encanto, bringing that to Disney Plus and having, you know, each week be about a different family member because we want to learn more about the family members. You know, have a universe where the princesses are all together and each week is kind of like a different adventure. And so it's maybe not all of them together, but, you know, maybe one week it's like Rapunzel and Moana are like going sailing together, you know, and like some hijinks ensue. And like each week it's just like a little different version. It's a you know group of them together. Uh, kind of doing different things in their lives. It's just seeing them interact. I think a lot of people would be interested in just seeing how these princesses interact with each other. Disney, um, I probably shouldn't say this out loud, cause, but they probably have already done it, But and I just am not not aware. Um, some of our people who are a little more up on children's books and things can let us know. But I would be really surprised if soon they do not come up with graphic novels for this, like a comic book series for little girls and boys that are interested in the princesses because that is hugely on trend for kids right now. And they do have, you know, those other series like Cinder and um, some of the other book series for young adults and things like that, that center around these characters. But yeah, like a, do like a Marvel like a crossover series. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Marvel, Marvel has done, I mean, they've done crossovers with star Wars where they've done star Wars comic books. Yeah. I could see something where you know Marvel does a crossover. They do a, a comic book line with the Disney princesses. Yeah. I think that would be incredible and I would love it. And I would probably go out and buy them right away just because I think it would be, both beautiful aesthetically and also really cool. Yeah, I think it's only a matter of time before they put Disney princesses and, and, on everything. And again, Disney, if you take our ideas, just know that we, um, you know, we'll take a cut. I don't even need a cut. Just start inviting us to stuff. Like when you open a new ride or, or like a track, just invite us to it. Or recognize that I do have a really good creative mind and employ me. I would be cool with that. No, that's fine. I just want invited to stuff. I just want like <laughs> VIP tickets to things. That's all I need. You don't even have to, don't even pay me. Just give me a VIP ticket to something. Yeah. It'll be good. All right. So the last thing I kind of want to talk about is like who maybe isn't a Disney princess? Me. That's <laughs> You're not an animated film. You're a real life person. So that's uh, why. That, that's debatable. That's why. Let's make Some people think we're in the Matrix. I think we're all in a big animated film. Let's make an animated film about your life, and then maybe we can get in. So, so again, I think Mirabelle is iffy. I I personally don't think what she did was heroic enough to be a I'm, princess. I'm going to argue her town was completely cut off from the rest of society, and she saved the town. And I her also act. do think 
she may be coming too successful because the the way Encanto soundtrack is yeah. blowing up, that may be able to be its own franchise yeah. because there's enough characters there that I don't think she needs to be in the Disney Princess universe. Yeah, she doesn't need charity, you know. She's like a CEO. She's she's a high powered woman. She she's gonna have a pantsuit pretty soon. <laughs> she uh, so she um maybe doesn't need the the boost, you know, of the the Disney Princess. I could I could see that being like an on and Elsa. Like they start including her just to kind of maybe like. Well, Elsa did get a pantsuit, so rub, it makes sense. To like, but like rub off some of that success of Encanto on the other Disney princesses, but maybe they don't officially make her one. Mm-hmm. Because again, I, I think that that's pretty big as it is. I definitely think Rye fits the bill. I think she, if, again, if she's not an official one, because she's starting to pop up, it's, it's hard to tell. Is she or isn't <laughs> she? Because she's on the, the Disney princess wiki, but the Disney princess official site doesn't list her. But I definitely think she, she fits the bill. So some other ones, like I always thought, hey, like Vanellope. You know, and, and she is in with the other Disney princesses in Wreck-It Ralph 2, and they're kind of like asking her all these questions like, oh, you, yeah, you fit the bill as a princess, and she actually is a princess. I think, you know, Vanellope, uh, she's a princess. She's Von sweet. Yeah, she's a star of, of her own movie. She's uh, a human form. You know, I think their movies did well. I think the problem with Vanellope and why they don't include her is just her style. Again, she doesn't fit that princess mold. When you look at her, you don't think princess. Um, you know, rightly or wrongly so, but yeah. I, but again, they're they're looking for a certain aesthetic. mold, yeah, aesthetic here, and I don't think Vanellope fits that. But I do think Vanellope would make a good addition to the princess lineup. I think that very soon we're going to start seeing. You know, we're we're getting. You have a lot of princesses now that aren't white. Um, I think you're going to be getting if they include Mirabelle, it'll probably because be because she's not stick skinny and she has glasses on. I think we're going to be heading away from this idea of perfection, and this is where I think Vanellope fits in. But I would be, I, I think, in the next you know twenty years, where we might have a non-binary princess. We might have you know some things like that where you have people or like a a uh, super you know, I hate this term, but like tomboy and air quotes kind of princess because more like uh, Louisa where you have, you know, or very strong like Merida to an extent. Well, Merida. Yeah. Merida is. Yeah, you're right. Merida and, and Mulan, you know, um, but Mulan ends up with somebody at the end. But still, I think that we're heading toward that. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if they loosen the reins on even that it has to be like a quote unquote princess. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think Disney definitely does change with the times. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right that as, as this moves forward, the whole idea of that mold of a princess, you know, again, you look at Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, the, those original Disney movies had a very specific mold and style for their princesses, their main character. They were royalty. They were very proper. They wore ball gowns, you know. Their waists were ridiculously thin to the point that they were completely unrealistic. Right, and that, and that's, you know, loosen up. Even to your point with Merida and Moana, they don't end up with somebody in the end. You know, they're they're yeah. kind of the first princesses that don't have a romantic interest, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even, even, I mean, Elsa, I guess Anna does have Kristoff, uh, but, you know, Elsa doesn't have a romantic interest. And so... While she's not an official "quote unquote" Disney princess, I mean, I think everybody you know, considers her one. That you're right. That that mold's kind of breaking, and so I think it, it will be Disney will loosen up with what they have. They're not going to necessarily always try to fit this same mold because it's going to move with what people want, what the pop culture, kind of what society is looking for. I mean, it's a reflection of the times too, you know. And I right. think that's a good point. Is you know, the next decade or two, this might change. The other thing that I I'm looking for, kind of um, them doing is 
you know, tattoos are no longer super taboo. Uh, piercings are no longer super taboo. We haven't had any Disney princesses with tattoos or piercings. Um, there have been a couple Disney characters with tattoos and piercings. Um, I believe there's a character in Raya that I think does have some tattoos, but I'm, I'm thinking that soon enough, we're going to start seeing those come into the movies and eventually get some of those maybe even as Disney princesses too. That's a good point. And if you want to see Disney princesses with like tattoos and piercings, there's a lot of like TikToks where they like do the transformations, like glow ups and things like that. And they make them different styles and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting what, what people do kind of the talent people have with that to kind of change these characters uh, for different things. But you know, another one's Jane. And I think a lot of people think, you know, Jane should be a princess. She fits the mold. The reason they don't have Jane, and this is according to a Newsweek article is that she looks too much like Belle. Because she yeah. has the yellow uh, dress, looks just like Belle, and so they didn't want to include her to confuse people. So really, like the only reason Jane's not included is because she's too similar to Belle. I think that Jane, though, she has some interesting and peculiar like features. I don't know. She does look very different from Belle, but you're right, like the color of her clothing. But when she turn she joins Tarzan, I mean, she has that whole like basically bikini thing that she wears. Yeah, I think that she would you know fit well. However, maybe she's not like on message enough because she is kind of a smart woman who leaves everything for a guy she finds in the jungle. So I think that maybe that could also be part of the reason why too. Yeah. Again, according to that Newsweek article, she looks too similar to Belle, which I see, which again, I think is funny. It's like, yeah, you fit all the criteria, but so there's actually, you know, uh, I don't remember how many I listed six or something. So there's actually a hidden seventh one. You can't remind anybody of any of the other existing princesses. So it's like, <laughs> you kind of look too much like Belle. Sorry, you're out. But but and then you know another one that that people I think are always surprised by is Kida from Atlantis because she is royalty. But again, that movie didn't do well enough. So this is where it becomes you have to at least be a relatively successful movie, and Atlantis wasn't successful enough to kind of even meet that threshold that enough people know about her that she has enough of an appeal to even include in this lineup. Yeah, I can see that one. Which I, is a little bit like Mean Girls. It's like, I feel like Disney yeah. Press is a bit like Mean Girls. Like, you're not quite cool you enough, need, you need so to, you can't be hanging you out You don't post us. often enough, I mean, and you don't get yeah. enough likes for us to really want to put you in with our exactly, lineup. Exactly. You would, like, diminish our likes, so you can stay over there. Yeah. Love your hair, though. And quit trying to make Fetch a thing. <laughs> so yeah so it, it's just it's interesting and again i mean there's just there's so much more to this and that's the one thing i like about disney is most of stuff related to disney is like this that they're like there's something on the surface oh cool like disney princesses and most people just think of like any disney princess as a disney princess but it's like no there's actually an official disney princess title and it's like well how do you get into that and then there's like all this controversy to it. And you're too cool, but you're not cool enough. And how do you get in? How do you get out? And it's just, it's interesting to like, as you peel it back to see really all what's involved in this stuff. And then you just realize it's just people at Disney just making this up as they go along. And there's no real rhyme or reason to half the stuff. I just love that there is somebody or somebody is out there that their job is legitimately to come up with this stuff. Like, okay, my job is Disney princesses. How do we come up with all the criteria? What kind of merch merchandise are we going to put in? Like that is somebody's job is just to, just to, deal with these princesses and these criteria and things like that. What's even more amazing, somebody just thought of this, you know, that, that you could work at a company and think like, we should start an entire new line, like an entire new branding. And they're like, yeah, go ahead and do it. And like, they created this out of nowhere. They took characters they already had and, and repackaged them together and, and made this entire line that, yeah, now 
this is a whole division in the company. This is somebody's job to maintain the princess line and make sure the princesses don't look at each other, uh, you know, and kind of keep this thing going. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible that the, that's that's somebody did that. Yeah. All right. So that wraps up the show for this week. I want to thank everybody again for listening. If you've not done so, please leave us a rating or a review. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It really helps and we really appreciate it. Thanks for lending us your ears. Have a great week, everybody. And we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.